Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet. Brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello, welcome to another episode of Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. This is episode number 38. And this is Mathia Ford, your podcast announcer, I guess, or host. Um, this week, we're going to talk about what medications and treatments are best for anemia. And last week, we talked extensively about what is anemia, what types of um, things cause anemia, why you get anemia when you have chronic kidney disease, what are the signs and symptoms? And so this week, I want to progress that discussion by talking about what medications and treatments that people with kidney disease should investigate or should talk to their doctor about. Um, this week, I want to also remind you that this is information that I have a book on, and it's called um, Anemia and Chronic Kidney Disease. You'll find a link to that in the show notes. And um, you will also find information about our latest product, the Caregiver Guide. And it talks about how dealing with um, chronic kidney disease and moving forward with that diagnosis and understanding what might happen and some worksheets and planning sheets for um, dealing with the disease and being a good um, caregiver kind of a way to take care of yourself as well as that person that you're responsible for caring for, whether it's your parent or it's your spouse or it's a family member. Um, all of these things can be very stressful. So it's a way to um, help you find the way to sanity, I guess, is the best way to put it. So anyway, um but the topic this week, I want to talk about um, treatment and medications for anemia with kidney disease. Again, the reason why people get anemia with kidney disease is because the kidneys have a lot of effect on your overall iron levels and your levels of epigen, EPO, and um, not epigen, erythropoietin and in your body, and if you can get those to a normal level, um, your body will make those red blood cells, but a lot of times they're generated by the kidneys, and the kidneys are not functioning properly, and so you don't always get that signal to make more red blood cells. Treatment for anemia will often depend on the type of anemia that you have. So last time I talked about you might have iron deficiency, you might have folate or B6, you might have B12 deficiency. Um, iron supplements may be helpful and you need to talk to your doctor, but once you know you have anemia, then you have those supplements. And what will happen is you'll get diagnosed with anemia through a blood test and your doctor will probably do additional blood tests depending on what information they get from the first round. But usually you'll get the hemoglobin and hematocrit. If it's low, they'll look into other things. Um, 
and they should be able to guide you as to what type of iron, what type of anemia that you have. Um, but a lot of people are treated with the iron and then an ESA, which is a, um, erythropoietin stimulating agent, which means it causes your body to create the erythropoietin and that should boost red blood cell production. The brand names of that's called Epigen or Procrit. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time with this word. Darbopoietin Alpha is another one. And it's long acting. It's only given once a week or once every other week. You might get B12 and folic acid to make sure you have the proper levels of those in your blood. Um, but in the past, if you know much about anemia, if you've had anemia before, it used to be treated with blood transfusions, and they would give you a blood transfusion. Um, but around 1990, it started becoming more popular to treat anemia with these EPO, um, EPOGEN and Procrit because, um, first of all, it caused less allergic reactions. So instead of getting someone else's blood and risking getting a risk of a, an infection, um, they could, their body would then generate the red blood cells that they need. They had these, these drugs, the ESAs. Um, these are called erythro, epoten, epo, epoten therapy. ESAs. It's, it can be an injectable things and it can cause you, it either gives you the EPO that your body is not making or it causes your body to make it a little more. Um, sometimes if you're on dialysis, they give it to you, um, in your, as part of your dialysis process. Sometimes they give it to you as a shot. Um, it's adjusted until your hemoglobin is in the target range of 11 to 13 grams per deciliter. Hemoglobin levels are monitored at least once a month if you're taking these, and the continued dosage will depend on your needs and the doctor's discretion and what your insurance will pay for. Let's be really honest. Sometimes decisions are made based on what insurance will pay for. And what happens a lot of times is that you get your hemoglobin to 11 and the insurance company will not pay for another EPO shot until your um, hemoglobin falls low again. So most people do still feel okay at a little bit below 11. And so when your blood level gets low, then your body can, um, you get that EPO again and it'll bring it back up. But just be aware that um, sometimes insurance will not pay for another EPO shot if you're above 11. Um, it's recommended by the FDA that you need to get between 10 and 12 on your hemoglobin level. And they, another thing about getting the hemoglobin level too high is that there's a concern that you could have an increased risk of heart attack or stroke or heart failure. Um, people with chronic kidney disease already have a higher risk of heart attack just because of um, all the factors going into having developed chronic kidney disease. And the way your kidneys are functioning, you have a higher risk of heart disease and heart attack. So they aren't going to do anything that puts you at even a higher risk. So a lot of ways, 
they keep it between 10 and 12 and let you kind of fall below 11 so that they don't get you over 12. It's important if you're taking an ESA to call your doctor if you have pain in your legs, like maybe a clot, a swollen legs, um, blood pressure problems, dizziness, fatigue, any sort of things that are out of the ordinary. So don't think just because this is causing you to have a hormone erythropoietin that's already in your body, it's like, okay, well, it's not going to cause any side effects. It can cause side effects. Um, they're very successful. ESAs are very successful. Um, but if you have, for example, iron deficiency, you need to take that iron to also to help with making more blood cells so your body has those available to make. Um, if you don't increase in your iron levels once you start the ESA, I'm sorry, iron levels, uh, if your anemia doesn't improve, then they'll check your iron again and they may, um, they may determine that you need something else, but they also usually, um, tend to give you the iron at the same time. So both of those sh you should be taken and they may question, you know, are you taking them properly? The best way to take iron is with some sort of acidic, um, item like an orange juice or something. Now I know on chronic kidney disease, orange juice is not a good thing to take. So, um, and so tomato is not either, but, um, making sure that it's not, that's just the best way to get absorbed, but just don't take it with milk. Um, allow your body to maybe take it on an empty stomach or something where you're going to get it absorbed in the best way possible. Um, Usually what they find in the research has been done that you get a better quality of life when you don't have anemia or when you got treat when you've been treated for anemia. I myself had some pretty significant anemia um a couple years ago due to some other health problems and um I can tell you that once I was treated and and I really just took iron um and made sure that, and I did drink orange juice with it because I don't have chronic kidney disease, but I just made sure that I was taking my iron, that it was um, doing well, and that I was doing some other things that helped me to build up my iron stores, eating proper foods, um, and those things helped me to feel better. I was extremely tired and just lethargic, you know, and so I know how it feels to have anemia and to have problems with it. Um, when you get this therapy, you're, you're giving your heart and your brain and your stuff and your body more oxygen. And so you have better cognitive function, better sleep, better sexual function, better, um, you know, able to walk further, more, do more activities of daily living. Those things all can help when you have that improvement in your, in your, um, with the EPO. Supplementing with iron though will only be beneficial if low iron is the reason why you have anemia. If that's not the reason then it won't help just take an iron supplementation. So make sure that you um, ask your doctor if you need to. Don't just do it out of okay I need to take iron I have anemia. 
Um, supplemental iron is given in order to avoid iron deficiency and to help sustain sufficient iron stores so that you can hold that hemoglobin where it needs to be. If your iron levels are low, the um, ESAs won't be very helpful. And then, um, but they're, they work together synergistically. So having the ESA and having the iron is also helpful. Now, um, like I said, make sure that your doctor is, um, knows what medications you're taking, but some ways um, that you can have problems with iron because it can cause you to be more constipated. So something that's important to remember when you're taking your iron um, is that some medications can actually hinder the absorption process. So it's important to wait at least two hours after taking the supplement before taking any antacids or antibiotics. Don't take your iron tablets at the same time that you take your phosphate binders, if you take those. Take your iron tablets between meals, like I was saying, on an empty stomach. If your stomach gets upset, then take the iron tablets at bedtime before you go to sleep. That can help. Um, don't take iron with alcohol, coffee, or milk. All of those help do not increase the absorption. Only take the amount that your doctor prescribes. And work with your dietitian to increase your intake of iron-rich foods. That will um, help you to have a better um, iron levels in your body. And cooking in an iron skillet can help because sometimes that iron is absorbed um, into your food. And I personally think food tastes better when you cook in an iron skillet, but that's me. Um, other supplements... Supplements of B12 and folate might be necessary if you have that deficiency. Um, but you, you need to talk to your doctor and your doctor needs to diagnose you with those deficiencies. Um, I talked last time about how you can uh, know how iron how B12 and B6 deficiencies can occur. So um, that's what I wanted to go over this week and talk about medication and treatments for anemia. And anemia can be a very important um, diagnosis to keep up with. You need to know if you have it. You need to know what you need to do about it. Be aware that it could be causing the fatigue and the tiredness for you. So you need to be um, doing what you can to avoid having that continue to um prolong and, and basically make you depressed, make you tired, make you weak, unable to do other activities. It's important that you're able to do as much as you can for yourself and um, have that, don't let that um, anemia slow you down. So do what you can because it's completely treatable. Um, and that's what I want to talk about this week. And next week we'll be talking about some iron rich foods and ways that you can eat a little better to um, improve your iron stores. So thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Uh, send me emails at podcast at renaldiethq.com for any comments and suggestions. Thank you. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.